0: notification. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, Morgan here. And Marianne. Bringing you another episode of Joy, Joy and Hope. Hope. You guys, it is so good to be back with you and to be back with my friend Ann. So we are really excited to have her here and really excited to be back. And when I say we, I mean me, myself, and I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You, Hopefully so random but really fast Marianne reminds me of two different famous people (laughs) merged (laughs) together but I don't want to tell you who if you (laughs) want to guess who you think she looks like because she's so cute Please comment below with who she reminds you of. I think <laughs> two famous people specifically merged together. I think I know one that you're mentioning. Yeah, that I Yeah, we've know had the other this one. conversation before. Because you, we, you were the one that brought up that one. The one. Yeah, because I said someone else, and then you said the other person, and I was like, <gasps> they're like a she's like a combination yeah, of them. Just like my first reaction to Marianne the first time I met her this past summer was, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Like I can't handle it. Like, she's so gorgeous. Um, So, yeah. This is just really fun to have her be here. And we're so excited to have her here. So, full disclaimer though, just because we're always honest here. I apologize in advance for any sound in the background. Whether it's a roommate, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's the screaming school children walking by. We are all only human. So, this is where we're at. And we hope that... We can meet you where you're at, and that you'll meet us where we're at. And today, this is where Amen. we're at.
1: <laughs> Amen. Kansas God. City. Gotta love it.
0: Um, but before we get started, let's pray. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Totus, Juju, Maria, Ego, Sum. We are totally yours, Mary. All right. So, we are here to talk about feelings Oh, the best. <laughs> Specifically, as you see from the title of this video, stop shaming your feelings. That is where, or stop shaming yourself, excuse me, stop shaming yourself for your feelings. That is what we're here to talk about. But before we get into all that, I also want to make a quick note and say thank you so much to all of my patrons. It is so good to have you guys here. Thank you for joining me on this journey of. Joy and Hope, um, it is so awesome to have you. My goal is to hit $1,000 a month, and I'm currently at 43 patrons with $446 a month. So thank you so much for everyone who has felt called to be a part of the Joy and Hope journey. God bless you. If you have not done so, I ask you to please prayerfully consider becoming a patron. Currently the the smallest membership tier is $3 a month. So not a huge commitment and you are also welcome to opt out at any time so if you want to learn more click the link below or just go to patreon.com slash Mueller to learn more about that also if you are new to joy and hope in general my name is morgan and my mission is to bring light to the dark by creating content that uplifts and inspires people to live happier more holy lives So if that is something that sounds good to you, make sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss out on new material. Usually I release videos on Mondays, but then each of these episodes is also available as a podcast. I release those on Tuesdays, and you can find those at the links below on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. So God is good. Amen. Amen. And we are here to talk about that, specifically in regard to our feelings. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, I met Marianne last summer. I started to volunteer with a youth group in the Kansas City area, and she is also on the core team for that youth group. And we met because we were going to be helping with a retreat in July, but flash forward like a month, we were on another retreat with the same group. And it was so random. (laughs) It was in the middle of different sessions. The two of us were in the bunkhouse, just like having some downtime, literally for just a few minutes. And in passing, I was just really upset about something, and Marianne could see that, and she was able to just be with me in that moment and in that experience. And in short, what I was experiencing was... attraction for this guy. I really liked him. I had a crush on him at the time and I had gotten like, I don't know, a message from him or something the week before and we had kind of been messaging a little bit and I was just so excited about it because, right? Like if you you (laughs) like someone or there's a cute guy messaging you, you get excited. And I was excited about it and that weekend was really hard because I felt the need to disconnect from my phone, even though as leaders, that wasn't technically something that was expected of us. But I just felt guilty for going into the bunkhouse and ever checking my phone. But there was, there was almost this like obsession of, I just want to see if I have a message from him. And so I was in the bunkhouse doing just that, didn't have a message from him, and was just wanting to share that with someone. And Marianne walks in, and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, Well, this. (laughs) And I remember her saying to me that it was okay to be excited because I started shaming myself. I was like, I feel guilty for checking my phone on this retreat. I feel guilty for kind of this almost, I don't know how else to describe it. I guess it's an obsession uh, with wanting to check my phone or wanting to be messaged by him. And she just spoke into that and she was like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) you are a person with feelings and you like this person and you want to be in communication with them. So it's okay. One to do that, Mm. but two, to be really excited about it. Um, and we just had this very brief conversation that day about how we can see the stereotype that especially as women, we just tend to be more emotional, more Mm. sensitive. And because of that, our feelings don't always feel validated Mm -hmm. or important or like they matter. So Marianne was just honestly the love of God to me that day and just Mm -hmm. affirmed my feeling in that moment. And we've had a lot of conversations about this since. Mm -hmm. So we just want to talk to you guys about that a little bit. And before we share more of our own experiences, we want to go straight into the Word of God straight to scripture, because the reasons our emotions are good, and the reason that we can not only be validated in them, but be affirmed in them, is that Jesus himself, God himself, experienced emotions, and has given us emotions. So, I'm going to be referencing, I love the word among us, devotional. This is not trying to plug them or anything, but I do (laughs) recommend them. They're awesome. And so, about a month ago, I was at Mass, and the Gospel really stood out to me. And then, after Mass, what I really like about the Word Among Us is they have meditations on a different reading from Mass. If you're not Catholic or not familiar, there are multiple readings from multiple parts of the Bible throughout Mass. But this day, the reflection was specifically about the Gospel, And specifically about the part that, like, struck me. Mm. And when those things happen, you're just like, God (laughs) is good, and God is looking out. So, the passage that's being referenced here is Mark, chapter 3, verse 5. Which is when it's said that Jesus looks around with anger at the people. And just to put it in perspective, he's angry because it's the Sabbath, and he just wants to heal someone because Christ came to heal. Something that me and Marianne also love is the Restore the Glory podcast mm-hmm. and everything Dr. Bob shoots. There's a, <laughs> a shameless plug. <laughs> I love them. He's, he's awesome. He has a great book called Be Healed. Mm-hmm. He's a Catholic therapist. And he and, is it Dr. Jake Kim or just Jake Kim? Jake Kim. Okay. He is also a therapist, though, a Catholic Mm -hmm. therapist, and they do the podcast together. Dr. Bob did the book on his own, but they are just awesome. The Restore the Glory podcast, so good, and the two of them together talk a lot about how, like, Christ came to heal us. That is his mission. Yes, I think you could say, number one, Jesus came to, like, further, like, to initiate, like, the kingdom of God and to preach, Mm -hmm. but he also healed And that is such a big part of his ministry because what he wants by ushering in the kingdom of God is to bring us all into that. But we're broken and we all sin and we can't enter heaven without being healed. Mm -hmm. So therefore Jesus came to heal us. So what he's doing on this day is he just wants to heal this man. And the Jewish leaders at the time could not understand that. They were just really caught up in the law, which at the which at the time was no work on Sundays and therefore no healing, I guess, to them. Mm-hmm. So it says that Jesus looked around with at them, excuse me, with anger. And in this reflection, it says the truth is anger is not always bad. Saint Thomas Aquinas taught that righteous anger is a strong reaction to injustice, and its purpose is to move us to correct whatever wrong. We have witnessed. Now, we want to make it clear, even though emotions are good, our feelings are good, we're here to talk about them, they can be misleading. So it's not just because, oh, I have this feeling, it's automatically good in the sense that I should act on it. Mm -hmm. If I feel angry and I feel like going off on the person in front of me in traffic and pulling over and screaming in their face and making them stop. Obviously, it would be wrong to act on that feeling. However, the feeling of being angry in that moment is valid because if the person cut me off in traffic, that wasn't righteous. That wasn't safe driving. That's not virtuous. And in a sense, there's an evil present there because it's a lack of good. So I get angry. However, it's good to have The knowledge that the virtue lies in the mean, so the middle. So we can either do two things wrong with our emotions. We can go extreme Mm -hmm. and over the top, or we can be too lax. That is also a real thing. There was once an occasion in the last year where I was really angry about something and was actually in the presence of guy friends. So it was actually three guys. And what was so funny was even though I had vented to them about this problem, I started shaming myself immediately afterward. Because in my mind, I was like, they are going to think because I'm a girl, I'm being emotional or I'm being ridiculous. And so before they can start shaming me, I just started shaming myself. And what was crazy is not only did they not shame me, God used them to speak into me words of reconciliation and healing and how to go about being angry in a righteous way so that I didn't go off on the people involved, but that I was able to formulate in my mind how to move forward, how to have the right kind of conversation. So, St. Thomas Aquinas hits on that point. And... So did my friends because they actually referenced him. And then a few days later, I read this passage and it was so crazy because, again, when God works like that, it's just so awesome. Mm. But if we don't act on our anger and are too lax in it, that's also wrong. Because if I had just continued to suppress my anger and not address the situation, then that would have also been wrong and unholy because it would have just continued the injustice. So that is one example. However, right after that in this passage, it also says that Jesus feels sadness. It says, Jesus also felt sadness about his enemy's lack of compassion. Mark says he was angry and grieved, so sad, at their hard hearted attitude in a way righteous anger always includes a sense of sadness over whatever injustice we Mm. are seeing. Marianne, do you have any examples maybe just in our culture that come to mind really quickly of like injustices that not only would make you angry, but that would make you really sad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we're experiencing in this time, especially um, in culture, I think it would be very damaging to be lax to the suppression that we see and that we experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very highlighted in our culture right now. And I do think that anger, I I love this especially, um, because it highlights that anger can be so useful. And something that a friend of ours said when speaking on this quote was that um, anger really you can't really achieve greatness. A lot of people achieve greatness because they're angry to situations of injustice. Um, I think we experience that all the time in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. I think it encourages us to, um, be Christ to others very often. And it helps us to that emotion and that instance, especially anger serves as a catalyst to act and Mm -hmm. see that, okay, this situation needs to be, um, fixed or reconciled and I think without feeling that emotion maybe we wouldn't um maybe if we were too lax and we were too used to suppressing our emotions we wouldn't feel that call to act in that way Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't um be in tune enough and aware enough to in that moment say something needs to be said or something needs to be done yeah can kind of be an internal compass they can sometimes serve our our moral compass Mm -hmm. um they
0: can be very useful I definitely agree with that. And just examples that come to mind, currently, abortion. We see abortion mm-hmm. all all throughout the country, all throughout the world, and how so many amazing groups rise up against that and speak out on behalf of women, on behalf of unborn children. Mm-hmm. But then another example that just came to mind while you were talking was Martin Luther King Jr. and the anti-segregation movement whenever he was preaching on that. And speaking out against that, just how powerful righteous anger can be. Yeah. There's a there's a quote by Mother Teresa, too. I just remember it, and I don't remember exactly how it goes. But it's something like, she, she holds anger and hope up together. Because mm. she says, you're angry at the situation, but there's hope that it can be yeah. made better. And it's only going to be yeah. through concrete action. Yeah. So... We definitely wanted to name those things from the very yeah. beginning. Another example from scripture where Jesus actually goes outside of himself and affirms the emotions of other people. I just wanted to highlight a couple of those really quickly. One of my favorite ones is when his friend Lazarus dies and Lazarus's sisters, Martha and Mary, also close friends of Jesus, they are weeping, and they're angry, Mm. and they tell Jesus that because they're like, why weren't you here? If you were here, you could have healed him, or you could have saved him, and they're so upset, they're so angry, and they're so sad at the loss of their brother, and Jesus does not shame them. He does not try to get them to stop crying. He's not uncomfortable (laughs) by the fact that they're crying, and in fact, goes so far and he also doesn't say, stop crying because I'm God and I can do anything and this yeah. is for your good and his good and I'm about to raise him anyway. Amen. He weeps. With he weeps with them. And just enters into that before doing anything else. And only after entering into that emotion and riding that wave himself, mm. because he's not faking it. He's God. God Could never lie if he wanted to. There's only honesty and perfect honesty in the Lord. He rides the wave of that emotion himself, but along with his friends, enters into that with them, and only after that is healing possible. So I wanted to note that, too. Like, it's not just that, oh, God experienced emotion, so it's fine. It's also that he affirms ours. To this day, even if we're not walking with him in the same way that Martha, Mary, and Lazarus did. God loves our emotions and created them for good. That's what we're here to speak into. I love that. Yeah. Amen. So, Marianne and I, like I've said, have had a lot of conversations about how this has happened in our own lives. We've talked about that a lot with each other. And one that is really on both of our hearts is just that sensitivity. So sure, as women, yes, God gives us emotions and allows us to be more emotional and sensitive in nature. But even within women, some women are more emotional than other women. And so for us, a lot of our shame has come from when women that we've loved in our lives and that we're very close to have shamed us for our emotions. So I want to speak into that a little bit, and Marianne's going to share some of her experience. But for me personally, growing up, there were some women very close to me in my life who I remember from the time that I was very young, and I was experiencing kind of this, yeah, just just great emotion inside of myself. I remember like people would make comments like, you don't smile that much. Like, are you not happy? And that started to bother me because I was always like, I'm fine. Like, I I mean, I'm not smiling all the time, but no, I'm, I'm not sad. But then that led me to think that I was more sad all the time because apparently I looked sad and then that became an identity for a while. Mm -hmm. And the way, correct me if I'm wrong, cause Marianne's more familiar with this than me, but Dr. Bob shoots and Jake Kim will say that, um, is an identity lie So that kind of became an identity, even though it wasn't my true identity, it kind of was this identity I claimed. And then moving forward in that lie, I was called or labeled Moody for several years growing up um, and getting into middle school more so. And then that even earned me the nickname Moody Judy. And that to this day at 24 years old has still a lot of unpacking to be done because I identify with that Mm -hmm. now because that's an identity that was given me not as a gift but really kind of like as a curse like in Ellen Chanted when it's like (laughs) oh here's the gift of obedience and it's like we're all called to be obedient but not like that Mm -hmm. so yeah it kind of became like this cursed identity and this lie in my life that I've just always believed that and moody yeah. and have lived have lived out of that yeah so before i keep going with that example i just wanted to share that but marianne um also has a little bit that she wants to speak into before yeah. we kind of reconcile and get to oh, that okay. part of it
1: yeah um thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. i something that comes to mind also with what you were saying about um dr bob this is my favorite i feel like this is so <laughs> so useful in our lives especially with Um, they're usually emotional experiences that cause us to create those identity lies. And what happens after we experience that identity lie, uh, we make a vow about ourselves and we almost make a vow to then behave in a specific way. Um, most of the time in situations like that, the behavior would then, the vow would be to suppress from now on. So I'm told that I am moody, that I am too sensitive I then make a vow, like that's the lie. I then make a vow to suppress everything or not share my emotions and be vulnerable with them, with other people. And that's where the damage really begins to happen in all of our lives. You can see it in everyone, um, especially with what we're talking about it is an emotional experience. Um, and I love that, that you reference that because it's so important to give us those tangible ways of attacking it really is looking at it and like doing the work, um, so for me, it's so similar, very similar, which is why we're, it's so great to have this conversation with you. I think our hearts are very similar and we've experienced yeah. some of the same identity lies. Um, so from a very young age, very, very young age, I was the sensitive one. I was the theatrical one. Uh, I still am called drama queen at all times, even if, if I am acting out of righteous anger or um, despairing over something which I also want to talk about the difference between like despairing and and just feeling. Um, I am immediately, it is because I am the theater kid or it's because I am the sensitive one. It's not because I'm Marianne and then I'm hurt. It's not because I'm Marianne and I was um, witness or subject to, you know, an instance of injustice in my life. It's because I'm a drama queen. That's why I react from now on. That's kind of my identity to um, al- most of my loved ones, um, which can be the the can be a joke at times, can be funny, and you know something that's always been a lighthearted thing in my family. But I think ultimately, there are ways in which it's become uh, an identity lie, and I have vowed in certain relationships to not be vulnerable with them because I know that it will. Mm cause them to invalidate me. Um a specific example of this is uh with a member of my family saying, you know, as soon as tears are involved, I them, um my thoughts are almost invalidated, which does it isn't to say that they are intentionally doing that to me and inten- intentionally invalidating me. Um but that's my perception of mm-hmm. their reaction to me when I express my emotions. The lie that oh after she
0: starts crying until she stops, everything in between doesn't matter. Yes. And is yes. just
1: emotional. Mm-hmm. or Is then just thrown in the trash can of, she's a drama queen. Um, so yeah, it's, that's been a huge spot in my life where I think there's a lot of work to be done in my heart of where I've made vows. I know that I have made vows in my relationships with those people of when to walk away because I'm not able to be vulnerable with them. Um, when emotions are involved, I also think it can be a call to, um, which we can get into, a call to a deeper level of emotional awareness mm-hmm. and learning when our emotions will serve us and when they won't. Yeah. Because I don't want to leave out that there are times when my emotions could have been over the top yeah. and could have been not serving me well and could have been right, um, almost a nuisance in a way in that. Con- in that Particular conversation, so yeah, there's both. Because like we were saying, again,
0: virtue is in the mean. Like God gives us emotions, God gives us feelings. However, are we going too far or are we being too lax with them? Where where is this middle ground? So, yes, absolutely, there are times when (laughs) should we just use this example? I'm gonna use Uh his example. (laughs) I won't use his name, but one of our friends who once went to Panda Express. (laughs) <laughs> had a gift card. and if he's watching this, he's, he's never going to watch this. It'd be cool. Hi, if you're watching, you know who you are. But, like, he had this gift card, and he spent it on himself, but then had 90-something cents left over, and turned to the person behind him because he was like, it's not much, but I'll still, like, help somebody else out. Turns around and was like, hey, want the rest of this gift card? And the person was like, nah, I'm good. And it just, like, sent him off the wall like not in the presence (laughs) of the person but he said when he got back out to his car he was like he was angry we're not gonna say the word (laughs) he said on camera but he was ridiculously angry like not righteously angry but just like he went off on this person in his mind and he was like in further reflecting on that I knew that that was not completely righteous anger um but that I was hurt because I felt rejected by this person and by this situation when I was just trying to, like, help or be a good person. Um, But he realized that that was way, like, way ridiculous, way too extreme. However, he unpacked it. He specifically said that night when he was doing an examine of his day before he was going to bed, which is really cool, he was like, I was praying about my day and the Lord brought that moment to mind and we unpacked it together. So... I think a lot of us, if we don't take the time to really do that or mm-hmm. unpack situations with the Lord, then we're never making advances toward yeah. holiness because we will just cover up our ridiculous emotions, whether they're too extreme or too lax, with, oh, well, I'm just this or I'm just that, yeah. which our identity lies. Yes. Mary and I were talking about this before the episode. We see examples of this in secular media all the time in secular tv shows and movies so for example you might have the masculine character just because the stereotype of guys is they don't have emotions which is not true or if they do it's only anger and so you see like the masculine figure and he might be stubborn like he hides behind this label of being stubborn or tough as nails or I've never cried before, and it's like that's literally not true. That can't that can't be true. If that would it be is, unhealthy. you are so yeah, you are so emotionally unhealthy, and I want to help you. Um, but like even shows like that, where those are characters that in a way are idolized, you you see in their character development that the biggest and most monumental moments are when they are vulnerable. And when they have that emotional heart-to-heart finally with their son and tells them, I'm proud of you. Or Michael Scott in season six or whatever of The Office when he finally becomes somewhat of a decent person <laughs> and then whatever. Um, and you're like, oh, I waited that long for this. Because God doesn't want like us to be unemotional. He doesn't want us to suppress our feelings. He doesn't want us to... Fake it. He wants yeah. us to be real. Our call as Christians and as Catholics especially is to be authentic because that that's the only place the Lord can work. I once read the quote, God cannot bless foolishness. Mm. Unless we're real that's so good. We can't be healed. Unless we're real, we can't be healed. Wow. wow. So all that to say, like even in our secular culture there is truth in there. Like, you can see the bits of truth. That it really is when you own your emotions and are vulnerable that the best things can happen. So, to kind of go back to my story and the ways that the Lord has healed me partly. Not completely, because there's there's still a lot of hurt. Just because when you carry identities, like false identities or identity lies for that long of a time it gets heavy. It's exhausting. But just meeting Marianne last summer and just the healing that's taken place since then and the ways that the Lord has spoken into my emotions Mm. has at least helped me to forgive those people. Even if it's just literally to say the words out loud, like, Lord, I forgive this person. Lord, I forgive that person. That's how it starts. It's not complete. It's not total yet for me. I still am working through that but at least it has led me to the knowledge that I know there was no ill intent. I know that like Marianne said, I know they were just joking but it still hurt. I quoted this in an episode with my friend um, several, several months ago but like that scene in the Lorax where his mom and him are talking or something the onesler and she was basically saying like oh yeah I've always made fun of you or told you I'm not proud of you just to motivate you and he's like oh really because that actually hurt my feelings for a real
1: (laughs) time that is the difference between a negative reinforcement person and a positive reinforcement person (laughs) and I just had this conversation recently really? (laughs) yes last night that's so funny. Over the difference and yeah. how people are motivated in different ways. And I am very much the opposite of, uh, of a negative reinforcement person.
0: Yeah, same.
1: And I just it, am hurt. isn't
0: everyone really like kind of, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you say that. So very briefly, my sister, when um, she would totally say this, is kind of a negative reinforcement person mm. in the way that it makes her angry and therefore is a catalyst to work harder. So when someone says, you can't, she's angry, and then she does immediately, um. makes it happen. Me, someone says, you can't, there might, it might be muddy, there might be times where I'm like, yes, I can, but ultimately, I'm just hurt. Ultimately, mm. it bruises the relationship. And I think my sister coming from, it's kind of a coach attitude or sports, kind of a sports attitude, this, you're going to tell me I can't do it, therefore, I, I will. Mm. Me it just bruises a relationship. Yep. Same. <laughs> Someone says you can't and I'm like, I don't we're not friends anymore. <laughs> now I'm gonna struggle to be vulnerable <laughs> with you. So Man, oh my gosh. That's different so people. True. Different people. Yeah. It's muddy. There's a lot to that, but <laughs> there is. But
0: there's a lot to all of this and we're not here to speak into all of it. And we're not pretending to be professionals. No. We are just two friends having a conversation about our feelings. We have these feelings about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just glad that you're here um yeah please let us know like in the comments like what your thoughts are on all of these things or if you also have had the lord like work in your life as far as your feelings and emotions and have any great words of wisdom that you'd like to share we'd love to hear Mm -hmm. it but yeah it's just it's an ongoing healing and forgiveness because we live in a broken world and so we're all going to hurt each other Mm -hmm. i have hurt those people who have hurt me probably more than they've hurt me like we're all sinful people So, we're not here to shame anyone. We're not here to condemn anyone or call anyone out. We're just here to talk about feelings. Yep. I love that. Yeah. So, is there anything else that's on your mind, Miriam, that we've talked about, whether it was before we came on air or just since our conversation started, like anything else that's, that's on your heart to share?
1: Yeah. I think something that's been huge for me as you're talking about kind of the full circle Here's the instance that happened. Here's an example of when this has happened before and when the identity lie became a thing. Um, And then rounding that out and putting the hope back into those instances. I think for me, it is constantly unraveling and constantly being rewritten. And God is uprooting those lies every day. And some of them are so deep. Um, So there's, I think it's a constant work. But some conversations that I've had recently with especially my mom who she and I have a great relationship um she's definitely in the camp of you know go and let your emotions calm down and then we'll have a conversation later Mm -hmm. um which I can more so speak to what it's like as an adult having those because now we're both more intelligent Mm -hmm. I'm a more intelligent person than I was as a kid and we can talk about it Um, that there is a difference between something that was so healing, abiding together podcast. Um, Michelle mentioned this, there's another little plug, but she said, there is a difference between lament and despair. Mm. And you touched on this earlier and it lit me up about it because it was so good that there is hope in lamenting when you lament. That's the difference between lament and despair is despair is a downward spiral into Mm. there is no hope for this. That is letting your emotions take you away and that is not allowing god into them or allowing him to reveal things to you um and then to lament is to let god in it i mean it's a book in the bible ultimately just saying my god why have you forsaken me like where are you and crying out to him and putting that perspective um in those deep emotions when you're feeling those spirals i think lamenting is almost um a means to get through it's Mm -hmm. like riding the wave and I've had to tell my mom, um, mom, I need to lament over this. And if, if you are going to be this person for me right now, I need you to let me lament over this. Um, she always says, I'm not going to sit in your pity party with you. And I, she says, I'm not going to come to your pity party. And I will always have to say and think and think, um, trusting her, you know, trusting her intelligence as well of me and say, am I despairing? is she right? Am I despairing? Um, or am I just lamenting? Am I just mm-hmm. saying, this is a situation that really hurts and is really bad and I want to acknowledge it. Therefore, I want to acknowledge it so I can get through it. Yeah. Um, and I love, it's. you see it often in secular culture these days where people say, um, when you get different personalities and someone's trying to help be there for you as a friend and they say, are we listening or problem solving? Mm-hmm. I need that to happen in my emotional conversations. I need someone, I need to say, I need you to listen or problem solve. Yeah. Um, Because they're so different. We get so hurt with our emotions when people don't know what we need. Yeah. And they problem solve and you're like, I just want you to listen. No, I just wanted a hug. I just (laughs) just wanted a hug. I need your shirt to hold my tears right now. (laughs) because they're different right
0: yeah absolutely and I think that again it just all goes back to that honesty and vulnerability because we can't read each other's minds and so if someone hurts us that's even in scripture I don't remember the verse right now I apologize but it is in the gospel somewhere where Jesus said whenever someone has hurt you like when your brother has sinned against you even if he hasn't meant it You need to go to Him. Like, you need to go to Him first and you need to address that before you Mm -hmm. slander Him in front of everybody else or whatever. Like, God wants us to be honest about our emotions and our feelings. So, maybe just in conclusion, just a really practical way to implement this in your life could be three words. So, real, R-E-A-L, two, feel, and then three, reveal. So, real, feel reveal so first be real like be real with yourself note how you're feeling be honest with god about it definitely take it to prayer first be like god i am pissed off right now because of this person or this situation or god i am sad i'm lamenting over this loss or this pandemic that just continues to plague my life and my family and i'm just so angry or i'm sad or i'm hurt or all of the above like where am i be be honest with the Lord and with the people around you, because it doesn't it doesn't help anyone to not know how you feel. So be real, um, and then feel. Oh, I have this friend, and I loved how he put it. At one point, he was like, "You just have to take all of your emotions sometimes and just curl up in them, just like curl up in all of your feelings." I love that. And it just. In a way, it was so comforting. I shared another quote with Marianne, kind of on this point. I don't remember it by heart, but it's by John Green. And he talks about how so when he was once really sad about something, he didn't need someone to tell him, it's going to get better, even though it was. Or that there are people suffering worse than you out there, which there are. He was like, what I needed was for someone just to tell me that it hurt because it mattered. And he said, I found this very helpful to think about over the years because it's a lot easier to be sad when you're not constantly berating yourself for being sad. So just feel. Just allow yourself to... Marianne is actually the one who coined the phrase ride the wave earlier while we were talking, and I love that. So just feel it. Ride the wave. In a way, let it be like... A roller coaster. Don't act on it. That's not what we're saying. Just feel that emotion, and just know that that's a gift from God. Honestly, as weird as it is, we're not saying like fantasize anything that's different. We're not talking about thoughts. We're talking about just feeling that emotion. You're like, okay, this is the emotion in and of itself. But then reveal, because we don't want to live in our emotions. This is ultimately leading to this revelation, this reveal, number three, of bringing it back to the Lord, because this is all with him, but bring it back to the Lord, be intentional with him, and be like, Lord, send out your spirit upon me. Holy Spirit, come, like, Lord, reveal, like, what is the underlying cause of this emotion? What's the root? And is it good? Is it bearing fruit? Like, do I need to act on it? And if so, how? But maybe like our friend with the Panda Express gift card, like maybe it is just going to be something that you're going to have to let go and move on from. Or like me last summer, it didn't work out with that one guy, which praise God for that for so many reasons. But sometimes we're just going to have to let go and let God. So again, those three things, real, feel, and reveal. Because the Lord... It's one of my favorite songs that Marianne and this guy at our church sing because they're really good singers. Um, Pieces by Amanda Lindsay Cook. Like, in that song, like, God doesn't hide from us. Like, He doesn't hide Himself to tease us. Like, the Lord doesn't give us these feelings to just experience and suffer through on our own. Like, yeah. He wants to be with us, He wants to ride that wave with us, but ultimately, He does want to heal us and show us what's really what's really going on and what's really at the root of it and whether that's something to let go or lament over or yeah, maybe work through and really have it lead to action, you know? So thank you guys for being with us.
1: But yeah, Marianne, any final thoughts? Yeah. I just love what you said about, um, it was so the Holy Spirit that you brought up, uh, Jesus weeping with, Harry, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus. um, Because he, and then you say he doesn't hide from us, so we shouldn't hide from him. He ultimately wants to be with us in all of those things. He wants to weep with us. He wants to lament with us. He wants to be excited with us. Mm -hmm. Like you were at summer retreat. He wants to be all of those things ultimately with us. Mm -hmm. And so we should, above all, allow him into all of those things. Reveal them to him. I love that. Real. Oh. Mm-hmm. Feel. Feel and reveal, in that order.
0: I love that. <laughs> in that order, or else you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> #brotherlemon <love> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, all for the greater glory of God. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, guys. Thanks for being with Amen. us. Thank you for just being on this journey. We love you. And Jesus, in your most holy name, we pray blessing upon every single person watching this video and, yeah, that you will validate their thoughts and feelings because mm. they matter. So, yeah. if this really spoke to you, praise God. And if someone came to mind during this video, whether that's, yeah, maybe an angsty teenager, as we've all been, <laughs> or just a really good friend, guy or girl, family member, loved one, who could really use this message as well, please... Click the button below that says share and send it to them. It takes two seconds to send this YouTube video or podcast as a link. And hopefully it will also help other people to stop shaming themselves for their feelings. Because we need to stop. God God doesn't want (laughs) that. We need to stop. stop. Like literally yesterday when I was in confession, the way the priest ended it, he just goes... Yeah, you just gotta stop doing those things. (laughs) That's what he
1: said to me the other day. Did he really? Yes. We're not gonna gonna say the the parents.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Anyway, I heard the same thing. And it was so funny because the way he
1: said it was just such a little cutoff. He looked me in the eye and said, (laughs) you just have to stop. (laughs) It's like, I know, but okay. okay. So that's what we're doing right now is you just have to stop. We're encouraging you kindly maybe a little more we should have had him come in here and look at them in the eye oh my gosh (laughs) not doing that i don't know it was a little intimidating but still anyway we love
0: we We love you guys and we're really glad that you were here with us please share with others and if you liked the video please literally hit the like button and hope to see you back here again soon god bless Mm -hmm. you guys bye Thanks so much for joining us today on the joy and hope podcast we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.